Welcome to Hanging at the Hangar Bar. I'm Scott. I'm Candace. I'm Lariah. And I'm Lacey. Grab a drink and come hang with us at the Hangar Bar. Welcome back to the Hangar Bar, everyone. We are super excited to be here today. Last week, we talked a little bit about some changes that we would make to Disney World around the different parks. And one of the things that we said was that the Muppet franchise is a little underrepresented and maybe not very well taken care of within the parks. Super excited today to have everyone of the Hangar Bar crew minus Candace, but we also have a special guest taking, not taking the place of Candace, but in place of Candace for this episode, Lacey and Lariah's sister is with us today. So Miley is going to be, she's the one that that tells us she knows everything about the Muppets. So we're going to, we're going to challenge that a little bit today. And, and see if we're as big a Muppet fan as this guy right here. So I'm um, excited to have this conversation and see where it goes. Miley, Hi. tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be a huge fan of the Muppets before we jump in. Well, I do think it is quite interesting, the Muppets, because the creator of them, just like they started, I'm pretty sure it started in the 80s or maybe on Sesame Street. I can't really remember which one they started at, but it is quite fascinating because to create these puppets and these lifelike things that people view as characters and not little things that people move with their hands. I do think that in Disney World, there should be more representation because the Muppets are way more interesting than people think they're like, oh, they're just stupid puppets. Who care? Oh, really? Then why was, then why did someone on Dancing in the Stars dance to the, I don't know, the theme song to it? Maybe it is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do three favorite things and then we're going to talk a little bit of history about the Muppet. What is your favorite Muppet movie? Probably the original, just the Muppets it has Miss Piggy being the sass that she is. Yes. So the original, like the one from the 70s, the the original Muppet movie? Oh, no, no, no. I mean like the one where like the guy and his brother go to see it and then it's all going to come down because they want oil underneath the studio. Yes. Okay. So the 2014, right? 2014 Muppet movie, I think is that one. Um, that's a That's a fantastic movie. My favorite Muppet movie of all time is Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Fantastic movie. So next question, we'll get into more in-depth in all of these things. So we're just setting the the foundation here. What is your favorite Muppet song? Manor Muppet. Which character from the Muppet movie, which of them... Do you like Walter? Is Walter your favorite Muppet from that movie? Well, it's Miss Piggy. She literally, like, look at her. She is a queen, okay? (laughs) A queen with pig ears and a nose, and she doesn't care because she's running the fashion industry in France. I mean, come on. And she divorced Kermit, and then she got back together with him. But, like, clearly Kermit (laughs) needs her to be successful. Clearly. Like, come on. It's obvious. Clearly. Okay. So then I'm I'm guessing your overall favorite Muppet is Miss Piggy based on that. Of course. Okay. <laughs> she was on RuPaul's so. Drag Race season six. Well, not season six. All-star <laughs> six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Then let's do this for Lariah. What's your favorite Muppet movie? 
I I've never seen any of the Muppet movies. Not even the Christmas Carol. You one? are. We are kicking you off the island. <laughs> Literally, this is my. Hi. <laughs> This is why I came because I needed to learn. You're you're, you're in this for the education. Just say your favorite is the Christmas Carol, and we can all move on. Sure. That's a that's probably my second favorite. I you know what? If Candace were here, she would have said that's my that that's truly my favorite Muppet Christmas Carol is the best telling of that story ever. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. So then, do you if you've not seen any of the Muppet movies, or do you have a favorite Muppet song? Uh Uh-uh. I don't we are we're kicking you off the island, Lariah. You are putting shame onto my family, Lariah. <laughs> so what is your favorite Muppet? Well, Miss Piggy. She's okay. classic. She's okay. She's fantastic. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Lacey, same three questions to you. Favorite Muppet movie? Uh the only one I've ever seen is Christmas Carol, so I'm gonna go with that. You're just on the verge of getting kicked out, kicked off the island. <laughs> so, what is your favorite Muppet song? I don't have one. Oh, you you can pick song. one from the the Muppet Christmas Carol. You yeah, could. I, the love is I, gone. You could pick the Christmas morning song. You could pick that one song. Okay. Like, yeah, the Christmas morning song because that's the only one I can remember right now, and. <laughs> I do like that song. Okay. And then your favorite Muppet? Kermit. My favorite movie, I would have to say, is Muppet Christmas Carol, followed closely by Muppet Treasure Island. But third would be the most recent Muppet movie. Like, I love the old school ones as well, but the the one with Manor Muppet is a fantastic movie. The favorite Muppet song will always be Rainbow Connection. Jim Henson originally sung Rainbow Connection. And then my favorite Muppet is probably a tie between Animal and Rolf. Oh, Animal. Yeah, good one. Animal's my dude. He's just all around my dude. Now that we've kind of gone through that little introduction to where we're at and, and what we're doing, let's step back a little bit because we are an informative podcast as well. Let's talk a little bit about the history of the Muppets. I am the only one on this on this podcast right now that was alive when the Muppets kind of started, which was back in the late 1970s is when the first Muppets came out, same time as Sesame Street and all of those kind of things. So why would we talk about the Muppets on a Disney podcast outside of they have a couple things at the park? Well, the Muppets were bought by Disney in 2004 is when they became officially part of the Disney catalog. Now, with that in mind, the Muppet Vision 3D, which is in Disney World and Hollywood Studios, which we talked about last week, needs a little bit of TLC, a little bit of love. It was actually opened in 83, 93 is when that opened, shortly after Jim Henson died. So it was 93 because Jim Henson died in 1990. That attraction was the last time that Jim Henson actually voiced Kermit. And I am going to, at some point, that's not the point of this episode, but at this point, as I was doing a little bit bit of digging on the, the background of the, the Muppets, I am going to have to do a falling down the rabbit hole episode with the Muppets because 
Miley, I don't know if you know this or not. There is a crap ton of drama around the Muppets and Disney and all of like how they came to be. Some like Frank Oz said that the Walt Disney Company killed, not like physically murdered, but was the reason that Jim Henson died. All of this talk of selling the Muppets to Disney and all of the nickel and diming and making that creative person like go through all that went into selling IP like the Muppets got him sick and made him sick. And that's the reason Jim Henson died. So that's just a teaser for your episode. Broken Um, heart. It's like Oswald all over again, trying to buy Spider-Man for Sony. Why do they have so much drama? Just why? (laughs) Stop trying to buy IPs. No one cares if you own Spider-Man or own Muppets or who invented Oswald. Just go and make your movies, make your dumb remakes. Miley's got opinions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Miley, I have to ask, have you seen all of the Muppet movies, like dating back to the original ones? No, I don't think I have, but I have seen notable clips from them, like everyone's heard somewhere over the, not somewhere over the, what is it? The Rainbow Song? The Rainbow Connection. Yep, that one. (laughs) Okay, so that one actually came from like the TV show. Have you gone back on Disney Plus and started watching the old 70s and 80s TV show? Not yet, but I do know a few things about it. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about what you know about origins of the Muppets all I know is that Jim Henson started it and he was an amazing man with amazing puppetry yeah and so the the history it started as like a television variety show it was competing with the things like Johnny Carson but it was a once a week kind of show where they would bring in and do all the silly things that the Muppets do and and really it was a half hour hour long And it got to the point where the most famous people in the world were like clamoring to be on the Muppet show on a Saturday night and Mm. like a whole bunch of famous people that, that you three probably would not even recognize as, as being famous today. But for some of our audience, like John Denver did some of the most iconic things with the Muppets in their, in their television show. And that eventually made way to some of those old old Muppet movies like I think 1980 was the first of the the Muppet movies the original Muppet movie so Miley when you refer to the Muppet movie you're thinking the 2014 one I'm old enough that I think about the the 1980 one with characters that you probably wouldn't even recognize today like they the the artwork has gotten better the the building of the puppets has gotten better and Honestly, the storytelling has just gotten better over the last 40 years or so. It's it's kind of amazing. So I would highly recommend go back and and watch those old ones. I, I don't know that they're going to be your type of programming, but just from a history perspective, they're fun to watch. Sketch comedy with puppets. That's what you're just... Yeah. Okay. That sounds Pretty like much. fun. Fun, yeah. fun, fun. So then have you... The other thing that I'm I'm wondering if you've started watching yet from a Disney Plus perspective... Have you started watching The Electric Mayhem? No clue what that is. Okay, so The Electric Mayhem is the Muppet house band. So Dr. Teeth, Animal's the drummer for the band. Janice is the the sort of lead singer. They have a, a bass player. The Menomina guy is in the band. 
they all are are doing that and they have their own disney plus show i I can't remember what it's called it might just be the electric mayhem but it's all about them trying to release their first album and and what they need to do i as a muppet fan i i thought it was a great watch so i would highly recommend that to you and to our listeners as well i will get on that yeah watch that before you watch the original muppet show i just think you'll i think you'll like it more better music storytelling probably more relevant to the time that kind of thing that i i think you'll you'll be able to get behind let's talk about some movies because i think that's where we're going to hit your sweet spot you mentioned to lariah to say hey call the muppet christmas carol your favorite christmas movie or your favorite muppet movie and just just move on. So tell me about your feelings about Muppet Christmas Carol. It is one of the best tellings of the Christmas Carol ever. Because one, it has the Muppets. Two, the music is amazing. And three, I have to say, the fourth wall breaks. I am I love fourth wall breaks a little too much because it's meta. <laughs> it's very meta. <laughs> very meta. I'm totally in with people. Here's I I judge people based on the next question that I'm going to ask you. Do you prefer the movie with the Love is Gone song or without? Or do you even know what I'm talking about? I think I know what you're talking about. If you would, I know you probably don't want to, but if I could hear it, I think I know what you're talking about, but it's fine. I think I can think. Where in it is it in the movie? When Belle is breaking up with Scrooge, they they do that kind of flashback and they're sitting on the the snowy walkway with the concrete kind yep. of bridge. Yep. I and, know and Gonzo about. and Rizzo are crying at the end of it. Well, There's know. an entire song when the love is gone that goes that that is in that space that I think my personal opinion is it's instrumental to the film. Like the film is not the same film without it. So I was just mm-hmm. wondering if you had strong opinions about it. I don't really have strong opinions about it. It's just, I know it's very important to understand like why he's acting like this, why he's such a, well, Scrooge. But it's not really my taste in music because it's, it's kind of like the song in every musical that no one likes of the old man sitting on the stool and like, I'm sad. Yeah, that's it. But like, it is important. I understand why. Yeah. It's so Here's my reason for why I think that the movie is worse without it. When he's singing the love, when no, when Belle and Scrooge are duetting, the love is gone. If they don't do it, you just see Scrooge walk in. Belle says, you loved me once. And then it flashes to Gonzo and Rizzo bawling. Like, it's not even a real breakup. It's it's like, oh, you just said words to me, so now everybody's crying and we don't know why. But that yeah. entire song kind of goes into the the love is gone. I used to love you. I don't love you anymore. And it's all your fault because you're you're an a-hole and you you love money more than anything else. So that's important to that scene. But then at the very end, when Scrooge is sitting at the table. And all the townspeople have crowded into Bob Cratchit's house to eat that one 10-pound pound goose or turkey or whatever it is. The one twice as big as the bunny. He sings at that point, the love is found. So if it, what, is, what love does he find if the love was never gone? Money. 
I don't, I think, okay. I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> but the, I think hard, is that what you want me to do? Yes, this this podcast is about people thinking hard. Mm, yes. yes, I don't do that very often. <laughs> okay, so if he finds love after someone broke up with him, I don't, I don't like, know. If, the, if, if she sings the love is gone, and then he spends the rest of the movie trying to find it again. Like, that's the entire point of the movie, oh is that gosh, he goes you. back to find love, and connects with that again in a different way. And so the movie's just not the same without it. It's still, yes. like, without that song, it becomes my second favorite Muppets movie. With that song, it's my first favorite Muppets movie. I understand what you mean now, because I thought you meant something totally different but now that you've explained it again i was i understand what you mean and yes it is crucial to the movie if he doesn't have it he's just an a-hole who doesn't deserve love you know what i mean right yeah a hundred percent okay <laughs> so let's talk about a movie you're you're more familiar with what are you, the the most recent muppet movie what do you like about it I like that, like, there's actual kind of complex relationships between his brother, his brother's fiance, and I know this. I just can't remember the Muppet brother's name. I swear I know more about this movie than you think I do. I just can't remember names. <laughs> I don't remember names either. I'm horrible with names. Ooh. I know Walter and... So, yeah, it's Walter and... Actually, wait, no, Walter's the puppet. Walter's yeah, the Walter's puppet. the puppet. Thank you. That's what I needed. Okay, so Walter's brother and Walter's brother's fiance, they both have conflict relationships. And the fiance doesn't want him on the trip because she wants it to be just them two. And so they're slowly drifting apart. And then it cuts to the best song in the movie, Manor Muppet, when she realizes his mistake. And also just I know like the plot is a little simplified. We're like, we have to raise this amount of money to prevent this evil guy from buying this and apparent to make an oil reservoir because super basic, but like the basicness is what makes it funny. You know what I mean? Cause if it's not, if it's overtly too complex, people are like, what am I watching? Die Hard or a Muppets movie? I'm confused. <laughs> Because you have to keep it simple because this is, yeah. you know, still a kid's movie. But in order to make it good, you can't, you have to lean on that simplicity and make it into something more complex using the characters, not the oh, plot. 100% agree. And honestly, if you think about every Muppet movie ever made, it's based off of a simplistic principle, right? Exactly. Like the most wanted thing, guy yeah. with Mark, has Mark, guy who looks exactly like him with no Mark make the mark on that guy i'm not a criminal anymore kind of yeah see everyone's used that plot line so many times but they made it into something that makes sense in the muppets universe right yeah a hundred percent gary is the brother's name i used the internet that was in front of me and i i looked it up walter and gary and then the fiance's name is mary oh, yes mary because in the muppet universe all names have to rhyme apparently except oh. for well, he's different. Yes. <laughs> Which is, I have a grievance about this movie. I understand that they talk slow. I understand that they don't want to explain it because that would ruin the magic. How did his mother give birth to a Muppet? 
how is how does this work also how does walter not know he's adopted yet because obviously i mean I, that's what i think because there's I, no way muppets can give birth to non-muppet unless she's cheating on us you know what i mean right i i think you're probably overthinking it a little bit i I'm let's just go with they're both adopted because we and honestly we never meet their parents maybe they're just orphans that have been growing up in a house together we we don't know exactly. yeah but this I don't... isn't a reproductive podcast information yeah, this podcast. <laughs> this is not the this is not a podcast that deals with the talk. So that's <laughs> the birds and the bees. Yeah, the birds, the bees, all the I goes. went too far. Are you <laughs> right podcast? Wait, your name's Miley, right? No, it's Samantha. I'm sorry. I need to go talk <laughs> with some kids at fifth grade, but I'm just what else about that movie would you change? Is there anything? from a plot line, a storyline that you would have done differently if you were directing that movie? Probably the, his brother being extremely stupid to not to realize that his fiance doesn't want his brother there. Like, be a little, you know, better if you want to be a good husband or fiance or whatever. Be a better partner and don't be blinded by the love of your brother please okay so how would that show up in the movie to carry the plot line along he would realize it sooner not like she has to leave for him to realize oh man have i been stupid have i not been treating my fiance i left on our anniversary i'm so dumb i have <laughs> to go back to california or wherever they're from a small town yeah i don't know so that makes sense. What what did you think of Walter's talent? Interesting. Right? All I'm going to say. What talent? Can we do spoilers in this episode? Okay, so da-da-da, spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen the movie yet. So Lacey, Lariah, plug your ears if you don't want to know. But yes, I'll do the spoiler. So at the end, like throughout the movie... Kermit is trying to encourage Walter to find his talent to help raise this money at the, the big telethon that they're doing. That's the whole point of the movie. They're trying to get their studio back, all of those kind of things. And at the end, Walter comes in and saves the day at the end with a fantastic whistle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, and it's not like a slide whistle. It's a a cloth puppet muppet that can purse his lips and whistle like a god it's just oh, the wow. strangest thing like and i guess oh, that wow. that might be kind of what's funny about it is you don't expect a muppet to whistle is, is that really show saving though it's like well, i can't so i think if i were to change anything i would have changed his talent but i don't know what i would have changed it to the whistle was just so unexpected but I just, it feels a little underwhelming for what you were asking Walter to do. Exactly. Kermit's like, we need something big to save the show. And he's like, I have an idea. I did it. I'll no, listen. that's not how it works. Like, if yeah. you're going to do anything, like, do a baton twirl. You're a monster. 
Muppet. You technically have hands. Well, they don't expect a Muppet to whistle, but they definitely don't expect a Muppet to go baton twirling, color guard. Right, like, like, maybe a, a fiery, a fiery baton, something like that. I, yeah, I, yeah. The the threat of Walter burning down the studio they're trying to save. That's like, yes, I, yes. I, I love that idea. Okay. So you've brought up Muppet Most Wanted a couple times. Are you going to hate me if I say I didn't like that movie? No, I'm not. <laughs> I know I've seen it. I don't even remember that movie. To be honest, I don't remember much of it either. But I do remember the main plot points. And I do remember that it takes place exactly after the Muppets movie 2014. Because after the big show number, it's like, pack it up, everybody. And apparently they were filming a movie of the movie. Again, very meta. Filming a movie of the movie that you're watching. Very I'm pretty short. Sure. I could be wrong, but that's what I remember. Can I ask a question? Wait. Sure. What is the most recent of the Muppets movies? I think it is the the Muppet movie that we were just talking about. But let me... The 2014 one? Uh, and it was actually 2011 as I looked up. So let oh, me correct the record. Mm. Uh, so Muppets Most Wanted is the most recent one from 2014. Yep. The Muppets. So it wasn't actually the Muppet movie. The 2011 one was the Muppets. Prior to that was Muppets from Space in 1999. Muppet Treasure Island was from 96. Muppet Christmas Carol was 92. The Muppets Muppets Take Manhattan was 84. The Great Muppet Caper was 81. And the original Muppet movie was in 1979. All right. Yeah, so the Muppet Show originated in 1976, and the Muppets Mayhem is the most recent. Muppets Now is also on Disney Plus, which I that ran for like one season. I don't know if they're going to do another season of that one, but that one wasn't bad either. They everything that I read about Muppets Now was them bringing the Muppets into the TikTok era, so it's much more of a little clip type show than a variety type show so again not probably my cup of speed but it's it's pretty well done for what it is but yeah so the muppet most wanted was the most recent the which was 2014 okay so they're kind of due for another one yeah Okay. So here's the other thing. We may get into this. I don't want to spoil all of my falling down a rabbit hole ideas for for the Muppets. But, and Candace, when she's listening back to this one, will probably cringe a little bit. Bob Chapek was the one that was driving the Muppets resurgence, like bringing them back. Because Bob Iger is not a fan of the Muppet franchise, doesn't think there's a lot there. So a lot of the the deadness of the Muppets came during Iger's tenure. So the guy that came in, um, Eisner brought the Muppets in, was the one that finalized the sale, all that kind of stuff, got got them back up and running. It kind of took a dry period with Iger. Chapik was bringing them back. And now we don't know what's going to happen now that Iger's back. So again, we'll dig deeper because there's a lot of drama in around the Muppets and and that kind of thing. So I'll do an episode on, on that at some point because I, I think it's fascinating and I want to learn more because there's bad blood, like hiring practices, discriminatory hiring practices, like all sorts of weird things there. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah. So I'll do I'll do a rabbit hole episode. I'll script something out for that one because that 
that'll be, I think, interesting for folks because, and I, as I was just doing a little bit of digging in the history, I was like, oh my God, that's, that's kind of fun. I'm learning something. So I'll share. Miley, what else do you think our audience should know about the Muppets? I think we covered a lot. Of- like any personal opinions or... Miley, which Muppet movie would you recommend to people if they haven't seen the Muppets? Probably Mu- just the Muppets 20. 20- 2011 get you introduced to all of them before you move on to christmas carol because then you're gonna be like who are these narrators i don't understand you know yes i would really watch the christmas carol closer to christmas Mm -hmm. you know what we should do we should get together and do a watch along with the podcast audience that would be cool record as we watch and commentate and get the perspective of new and people that know it well. I I could probably start at the beginning of that movie and recite the entire thing to you right now if if I really Okay, if go. you were to tell me the first words of it, I could probably go from there. <laughs> That's awesome. That yeah. it's an amazing movie. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything else Muppets related that we want to chat about with this. Again, it's it's a little bit of a divergence from normal Disney content, but again, Disney bought them. It's a Disney enterprise. Oh, let's do this. Disney did not buy, Disney tried to buy, but did not buy Sesame Street. Did all of you grow up with Sesame Street the same way I did? I mm-hmm. think so. For the most part, yeah. Probably different characters. Like when I was little, when I was in three years old to, heck, I was still watching Sesame Street when I was 15. I'll admit it. Um, (laughs) I still watch Sophia the First and I'm 15. (laughs) We didn't, we, we didn't have Elmo. We didn't have some of those characters. But one of the things that I love about the Muppets and Sesame Street in particular and that franchise that Jim Henson created is they have an ability to teach kids things that you normally wouldn't be able to teach. Like I learned how to deal with death from Sesame street. Oh, you mean the uncle Jack episode? No, back when I was your age, Miley, which we're not going to talk about how long ago that was, but they had, they had a, a grocery store that was Mr. Hooper's grocery store. And in real life, the guy who played Mr. Hooper passed away. So they didn't shy away from that in Sesame Street. Mr. Hooper died on Sesame Street. So all the Muppets, Big Bird, all of them had Oscar, Grover. They all were dealing with Mr. Hooper's death. And it really taught kids how to grieve properly. And I love franchises that can do that and the Muppets also probably not as much as like Sesame Street does because Sesame Street is geared towards kids but and the Muppets is more geared towards everybody mm-hmm. so they don't do as much of that probably helping kids learn to cope with things like that but that just tells you the kind of of atmosphere that Jim Henson created with that franchise of of just simple puppets doing silly things and and I love that about the Muppets and and that franchise yeah very good stuff what else that as I was talking something else popped into my head that I wanted to chat about but I can't remember what it was 
I have something really quick that I know I would like to learn more about. Yeah, go for um, it. What about the Muppet Babies? Oh, mm-hmm. Is that something like a little different? Like obviously same universe, but like, I don't know. What's up with I that? Think you've, got, you've got opinions there. I, I saw you make a face. What are your opinions on the Muppet Babies? Stop turning everything into babies. They did it with Drama Rama. They did it with, I think, Teen Titans. They did it with the damn Powerpuff Girls. Stop turning things into babies. We don't want it. Do you want to turn into the next Coco Melon? No. <laughs> no, please. Just leave them as like, do not turn into adults. I'm just going to assume they turn into adults. Just leave them as adults. Just Yeah. I, I agree. I think the Muppet babies missed the mark, but all the things that you just mentioned of people being turned into babies after they were introduced as older started with the Muppet babies. You got oh, to be kidding really? me. No, the, the original Muppet Babies show released in 1980. And I wonder if those are out of, did, are those on Disney Plus? Like the mup, I my guess is they're trying to bury those because it was five years. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure the Muppet Babies are on Netflix. At least the new one is. I yeah, Muppet Babies were from 1984 Netflix, to 1990. I got confused. Interesting. And it it was just it was an animated like it. I can't remember for sure, but I think it was an animated thing, not a puppet thing. So they animated them as babies. It, they may have done some puppetry too. But it, it was just, I'm sure they were going for a demographic that wasn't me because the Muppet Babies from 84, I would have been nine through 13 or 14, not my my jam. I would not call that a successful show at all. I think it was, it, like Miley mentioned earlier, within the, the Muppet universe, I don't get it. Like I like, in the most recent Muppets Mayhem show, when they do a flashback to Animal as a Baby and his origin story of how he got there, I think that's fine, but dedicating an entire series to the Muppet Babies, I just, my personal opinion is they missed the mark. I remember having books with the Muppet Babies when I was little, but I don't remember ever watching the show. Yeah, so if I'm remembering, like, I'm not going to release anybody but my own age, but those, like, the end of that run would have started shortly before you were born. So books and stuff probably would have been still around but Mm -hmm. like the show wasn't on air anymore and I don't think that's one of those things that people went out and bought the VHSs of Mm -hmm. it wasn't good enough just watch there's gonna be one person who's obsessed with the Muppet Babies and they're gonna write write a horrible review we're gonna get a one-star review on our podcast because I love (laughs) the Muppet Babies I'll have you know I own that VHS and I still do. I watch it to this day and I cry every time that it ends. I want to watch more. I'm trying to think in one of the Muppet Babies or one of the Muppet movies, maybe in the Muppets Take Manhattan, maybe they were... At one of them, they actually go back and show them all as babies, which I think is the kickoff for the Muppet Baby show. Like that section of that movie was popular enough that I think it made them go back and make the TV show. So that would have had to have been like the Muppets Take Manhattan was in 84. That released in July of 84. 
the Muppet Babies started in September of 84. So that's my guess is if I were to go back and watch the Muppets take Manhattan, there's a part of that where they, and I remember this distinctly from the movie, they actually show them as babies. Like Kermit and Miss Piggy have been in love since they were babies. There were flashbacks to that in that movie. So my guess is they that was popular enough in the movie that they decided okay. to roll it into a show. Okay. They missed that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, my opinion, they missed the mark. Did that listener, that one listener that loved the Muppet Babies, it might be Candace. She might listen back and then change her, her opinion to the one star of our podcast because she loved the Muppet Babies. And she'll start her own podcast. <laughs> Just about the Muppet Babies, reviewing yeah. every episode, every book. Oh my God. An entire podcast of the Muppet Babies. What else? Lariah, Lacey, you're the, the ones that don't know the Muppets as well. What other questions do you have that Miley and I can help school you and educate you on all things Muppets? Has it always been like a musical? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep, they've always been, everything they do is is sort of tied around song. Even, okay. I think their original movies may have been more drama-ish. I don't remember... It's been a long time since I watched those original movies, but music has always been a big part of what the Muppets are. Even if they weren't doing it in musical style, they were definitely doing it in, there was lots of really good music with it. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to go back and watch those original movies. They don't age well, so it's going to be a painful mm. watch, I think. And I'm going to be like, why did I like this again? Or if, if I had watched this first, would I still be as big a fan of the Muppets as I am? But yeah, the, right. the old stuff doesn't age very well, in my opinion, either. Yeah. See, I'm having all these nostalgia moments, like in the great Muppet caper is when they're trying, somebody's trying to steal the the baseball diamond. And it's not like a field, it's a huge diamond that's shaped like, it's just, they call it the baseball diamond and all the oh. hijinks that go into that. Because that's the thing. The Muppets, the, no matter what happens with the Muppets, you as the audience can see a clean, clear path to how they solve the problem, but they never do it that way. There's always yeah. just lots of stuff that gets in the way, and it's all self-induced. Mm-hmm. Which is what makes those movies and those characters so much fun. Yeah. And you have Gonzo and his love of chickens. I I don't understand why, but it cracks me up all the time. <laughs> chicken Louise, his chicken, his chicken girlfriend Louise. Gonzo yeah. is in a relationship with a chicken. Oh oh, <laughs> that's, wow! That's fun. It's interesting. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. So, do you all know the Menomina song? Menomina. Sounds vaguely when familiar. I, when I say that out loud, it doesn't become an earworm for you because now I'm I'm going to be singing it for the next three days. Google it Phenomena. when okay. we're done here and listen or Spotify or whatever and listen to the Menomina song. You're probably going to hate it, but it's one of those things like the song that never ends that will just get stuck in your head forever. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it'll be an earworm and you can thank me later. I definitely will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else? Anything else that we want to chat about? I have another question. Go for it. 
Okay, do we all know that one meme where it's like Kermit talking to himself and one has like a the dark Oh yeah, the dark hood. <laughs> I want to know what that's like what movie or whatever that's from. I have no clue. I think that's from Muppets Most Wanted, isn't it? Like the good Kermit versus the dark Kermit. Oh yeah, now okay. that you say that, yep, you're right. Yeah. Against I think not Kermit and Kermit. Yeah. Yeah, the, that was the, I think that's the origin of that meme or the the two different views is good Kermit versus bad Kermit and that kind of thing. That's not the meme I thought you were going to ask about. My Wait, favorite Kermit meme out there is the one where he's sitting in front of the window that looks like it's raining outside. And the, the text is always something at the top. And then at the bottom, it says, but that's none of my business. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, my favorite of the Kermit, Kermit meme. meme from the tea commercial. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite of the the Kermit memes. But I think the one oh, you're asking God. about is from Muppets Most Wanted. Yeah, it definitely is. Okay, we need to <laughs> do more Kermit memes. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. Like something with the rainbow. I can't. I can never remember the name of this. You say it. Rainbow Connection. Rainbow Connection song. There has to be something like the Imagination meme from SpongeBob. Yes. <laughs> Like, come I, on. I'm going to have to use that T meme as our episode art for this one. <laughs> yeah, please. We're talking yeah, about yeah. all things Muppets, but that's none of my business. <laughs> or we could talk about like Muppet Babies was a huge mistake, but that's none of my business. Right. <laughs> I love it. Cool. I think this is a topic we can have again. We can keep talking about this. So, as you all start catching up, like go back and, and watch the Muppets. That's that's the one thing I love about the Muppets too, is it's very Disney-like in that it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like even though you've not seen the Muppet movies, you've not watched a lot of Muppet shows, you can like you get the references, you know who Kermit is, you know who Miss Piggy is, mm -hmm. and all of that, their personalities come through without you having to see a single second of their shows. It's amazing to me how they're able to do that. And Disney and their characters are very similar. So I think that's why the Disney and Muppet marriage was was such a good one, just because they're such strong characters that have to be well cared for. And I, I again, we'll probably get into that if I do a falling down the rabbit hole episode, but they have to take care of those characters in the right way. Instead of just trying to throw throw them out there in front of anybody and everybody, I think they have to take care of those characters so carefully that I hope they continue to do that. Right. I think we'll end it there. Miley, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Excited to have you. You're welcome back with us anytime there's a topic you're passionate about. Happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank and you. to our audience, remember that there is always a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. And we'll see you real soon.